Welcome to the Dylan Kolstad Show. In this show, we chat to people who I believe are great. They've either achieved greatness as entrepreneurs or they've achieved greatness as being subject matter experts in their fields. And I really just want to get into their heads on your behalf and understand the shortcuts and hacks to being great. So our hashtag is hashtag don't be good, be great. Hello, Gavin. Hi, welcome. No, welcome to you. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing season three of the hashtag AskDK show, which I was so inspired by when I met you last month, the Carmen Murray show, to like really start investing in podcasting. So I thought it would make sense to kick off season three of the AskDK show with you talking about podcasting, because the primary channel we're going to be going out with for season three is going to be podcasting led. Fantastic. So, uh, previously, we were trying to invest in YouTube, but I found YouTube really hard ground to plow. You know, Instagram for me is a lot easier. Hello, everybody in Instagram <laughs> for, uh, following us live now. But so podcasting is going to be, for me, a completely new channel, even though we sort of were putting our audio tracks out yep. onto our podcasting platform, which we were just using one. Yes. But now, okay, we're going to start seeing how this thing works and how, how much traction we get. So talk me through podcasting. You run Solid Gold Podcasting Studios here out of Joburg. Your shows are so kapow. They're so next level. Your Thank audio, you. your equipment, your setup. I mean, we're sitting here in your new studio. Do you want to tell me about this new setup <laughs> you have going here? Uh, well, I'm delighted to hear you, you're embracing podcasts. Yes. Podcasts are really, really turning out to be incredibly important right now. And over the next few years, they're just going to... Uh, double and triple in importance. But um, why? Why? Why podcast? Voice. Voice is really, really important. Uh, all your major platforms uh, are moving towards voice. Um, picture yourself, what, oh, picture watching Star Trek. People aren't walking around with devices and there aren't computers overtly visible, but they're talking to the computer. They go, computer, find me this, and it talks back to them. So the more powerful the, the, the technology becomes, the more invisible it becomes. Okay. So we get in your car now and you say, Alexa, find me a podcast on something. Uh-huh. And it's going to come back and play it to you. Uh-huh. So you're using voice to search for stuff and it's coming back to you in audio form. You're listening to things. And uh, podcasts are covering all kinds of topics. From, uh, it doesn't have to be B2B. They're, they're close to a million podcast channels right now. The BBC runs about five or 600 channels of its own. Wow. There's something fundamentally important about voice to humans. I think we've been yeah. human for a few hundred thousand years and we've only been writing for a few thousand of those tens of thousands. Is podcasting playing second fiddle to video? They're different. And the primary difference is you don't need to find time to listen to a podcast. If I say, hey, it's a cool video, watch this. How long is it? 15 minutes. Um, okay, I'll, I'll have a that's look at it exactly, later this evening when I get exactly. a gap. I get sent videos all the time. I'm like, okay, I'll watch this when I have a minute, and then I never get to it. And podcasting, we aren't competing for your time. We're it's saying, true. what am I doing? What am I listening to my podcast while I'm doing? Mm. So it's jogging, cooking, cooking, jogging. So driving. Pod, yeah, podcasts are, are filling that space that we're not allowed to drive and use a cell phone. Yeah. But since radio has been invented, there's been a radio in a car. So we take it for granted that we can drive and listen Mm. uh, without there being any danger to other people on the road. And podcasting is in that. Where where YouTube fits in is is two real reasons that you should continue to do video. Podcasting by no means replaces replaces video. video. It's when you're talking about something that people really need to see. Yeah. There's a picture, I'm talking about this picture, you need to see the picture to get the context, then video is, is your... And I think when people are in the entertain me space and they just want to sit back and check out and look at pictures and sort of get lost, 
Whereas I think podcasting people are still on, they're active, they're thinking, they're we, driving. They're we, we don't even consider it multitasking when we listen to something while we're driving. Yeah, it's true. It's not difficult for us to do. Whereas visual, I think, takes up... Yeah, the other, the other place where video might be important. In some conversations, a lot of what's being said is visual. A lot of the expression, a lot of the emotion. I mean, you look at the Oprah show, you look at Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres show. Yeah. Sometimes they zoom right into a person's face and you can see the emotion of the conversation. Oh, yeah. And, and you yeah. can't, while we might have a pregnant pause on a podcast, yeah. there's certain conversations where you want to see that. Sure. So uh, it makes more sense. There's a space for it, but they're not competing. TED, for example, yeah. you, know, you go, go up on stage for your 17, 18 minutes, and a lot of TED talks have presentations and videos mm. and slides, yeah. but they still make them available as an audio and you, yeah. uh, as a podcast, and you can still engage with it and listen to it and imagine what that picture is about because of the, the context of the conversation. For me, like the big opportunity that exists is a lot of people are looking at themselves and saying, I can't do this. I've got barriers to entry. And people that I speak to all over, over the world, they've got these barriers to getting started. So my job in life is to remove barriers, make it easier, make it simpler. Like how can people get starting podcasting now? Can they take their phone? This is what I've been telling people. I haven't even done it myself yet, but this is what I'm thinking. Take a phone. Take your earpiece for better audio quality. Speak into the mic. You have an audio track. Yeah. Upload that to you, you a platform can, yeah. and you've got an audio track. You can put that straight onto SoundCloud, straight onto CastBox, all over the place. You can use your phone to record, edit, publish a podcast without leaving your chair. So there are no barriers to entry to stop you from podcasting right now, whatever you're passionate about, whatever's coming out of you, whether it's related to your industry, unrelated to your industry, you can Correct. start your own podcast. Yeah. Technical issues shouldn't be the barrier. Yeah. However... Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. Yes. I, um, just because you can blog doesn't mean you should blog. Yes. Just what because does that you, mean? Well, just what because I mean? just because I can open a blogging page and write yes. what spews out of my mouth every day. Doesn't, it doesn't. But there's got to be a little tribe that's interested in your brand perhaps, of spewage. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, and and that's when we start moving into the space of technical skills and technical yeah. requirements. It would be useful if you're going to be blogging and generating uh, an income or a strategy, yes. a, a business strategy out that of... That you get some skills. That you get some skills. Learn yeah. where your uh, apostrophes go. Learn about punctuation. Learn about grammar. Yes. That would be the I skill think set. You're right. Yeah. And in podcasting, it would be Advantages. quality of microphone, quality of edits. How important is content versus how important is quality of sound? Like, how, like will you guys out there listen to a, um, a podcast or an audio with really bad sound? Or, you know, at what point does the quality of the recording and the mic become more important than the content? And I think that's where you had some insights. It's, it's a dance. The, the two have to cooperate. But there's times when content will trump quality. And one of the first times we saw that happen was many years ago. There was a South African couple on holiday, I think, in uh, the Comores when a plane crashed. And they just happened to be filming with a handy cam at mm. the time. And they caught this airplane crashing. Wow. That footage is way, way, way below broadcast quality. Yeah. But that footage and the circumstance and the content was so compelling yes. that broadcasters around the world overlooked that technical requirement and say, we have to put this content on. Yes, yeah, so I suppose it's exactly right. It's the context. If you're filming the 9-11 towers going down... Whatever quality picture you get is the best picture we've got. We'll, we'll take, take it. it. But if you're sitting down saying, I'm going to talk about my business and my plan and my clients and my strategy, uh -huh. and you've got a crappy picture and crappy sound, uh -huh. there's no excuse for that. That, 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 that quality can't happen. reflects on the quality of your 
work in your output. Yeah, but yeah. if you if you happen to be at the airport and you bump into uh, Richard Branson and you grab your phone and you get a soundbite with him, we'll take that we'll crappy take quality it. because of the context and the scarcity of the exactly. quality. Exactly, you know? I think that's exactly what it is. It's the scarcity, yeah. the scarcity factor. So I think investing in if if this becomes a channel that you decide to invest in, I think like everything, you invest in it. You have Absolutely. to invest time in it. You have to invest, um, you know, in the gear. I mean, I look at all the gear you have. You've literally got the top of the range gear, portable mics, lapel mics, desktop mics, hanging mics, standing mics. You've got every kind of <laughs> yeah. mic conceivable. There, there's a point at which you go, I'm doing this as part of my business or I'm yeah. doing this because I want my content out there. Yeah. Just because you want a billboard out there doesn't mean you have to go and learn Photoshop. Mm. You can direct somebody who knows Photoshop mm. to make you a billboard. Yes, or you can use Canva. You, can use, you, you, you could use paint if you wanted to. <laughs> I saw a billboard in MS Paint. I swear, Lanceria Airport, go check it out. They used Microsoft uh, Paint. I think every lawyer's logo is designed on paint <laughs> by their teenage child with three letters. Just because you want to use a podcast doesn't mean you have to do it yourself. Yeah. You have an ad agency. You, you have people who do your Experts. social media for you. Yeah. You go to somebody and say, I want to say this. Please put it out on all my social channels. I don't have to yeah. do it myself. But I have to know what my message is. I have to know where it fits in. I have to have a strategy. But I have I to think, have a plan. But I think there is space to start doing it yourself to work out your strategy, your plan, and who you are. And it sometimes takes time to figure out who is your audience, what's, what's your content about, like what are you doing that's interesting, you know, and, you know, what is your niche? Because I would suggest that everybody goes hyper-niched, you know. Absolutely. You know, the, the broader your topics, the less of value there are to you know, certain little tribes. So if you start niching your content and your topics and that, and figure out what those niches are that you fit in, and, and you'll figure it out. You know, if you look at the Gary V um, case studies, basically, he looks at the content that has the best performance, and then he creates more content that performs well like that. Yeah. So he's quite adaptable, whereas the, you might have just one type of content that comes out of you, like cooking shows, but you might start finding that you enjoy more of this kind and or there's more traction about that kind, the 20-minute cooking, Quite right. you know, re recipes for the time-pressed person type of thing. So you start coming up with that. So, you know, so start cheap, start. Start, number one, start. start. Get it out there. No yeah. matter how much time and effort and planning you put into making your first episode, yeah. by the time you get to episode 10, your format has changed, your questions have changed, your yeah. presentation has changed, and you look back at the first one and say, oh, my yeah. God, that's such garbage. But if you... Why? Uh, Why? That's, that's the curve. So, the, the, so I started that. So with, yeah. if you go and look at my YouTube channel and my podcast channels, you'll see season one, which is where I was just sharing my nuggets of wisdom. And then I got tired of that. And I think the, the audience got tired of that. And we introduced season two, right. which is where I um, was interviewing top entrepreneurs just to understand their journey and to share their nuggets. Like, how do you become an entrepreneur? What is success? And now season three, I'm in interviewing experts in their field. So we're interviewing you because you're an expert in podcasting. We'll be interviewing paid media experts and YouTube experts and Instagram experts. And so, so here's my question for you. Yeah. Why? Why are you doing that? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Why are you doing season three the way you are? What's your purpose? The purpose? Oh, you're good. You see, this man's a strategist. He's a podcasting strategist. <laughs> He's a brand strategist. <laughs> the reason I'm interviewing experts is I feel people want to start getting granular in their knowledge. I run a whole bunch of training courses on generalized social media training, and I feel that there's still a space for those people that are still lagging generalized social media knowledge. Okay. But people have kind of ticked that box and they understand okay, how to do social media. Now they want to start diving deeper. So we're running a one-day Facebook just for business. We're running SEO courses. We're running Google Analytics courses. We're running different, more detailed. And so okay. I want to 
ping experts so that we can pull out of you nuggets that I can then share with my audience and followers so they can take these nuggets and run with it. Now, one thing I've learned in marketing is that not everyone's your customer. Like if you look at your bounce rates on your website, 94 to 96% of people bounce on your website. That for me tells me that you're probably for maximum 10%, maybe 5%, maybe 1% of people that hear this podcast are going to call you and say, Gavin, I'm I'm a customer. I'm ready. Yeah, let's do this. But the people who are watching this or listening to this now, they know who they are. The minute I said podcasting, I said, Gavin, I said solid gold. They were like, I'm there. I'm going to call. I'm a customer. Let me just now continue listening to be confirmed. For me, I think I'm trying to reach the I'm trying to reach people who want to understand different channels better and routes to success. A lot of people are going to walk through a market and see a chain and say, "I can build that myself." Ninety percent of them never do. Yeah. So people watching this say, "I'm going to start my own pod- podcasting studio." Ninety percent never will. That's why you need the Dylans. It, it doesn't matter the whether you, it doesn't matter whether you started or not. It's the process of saying, "Let me think critically about a podcast." Yeah. Do I need a billboard? Let me think critically about my business. I can do this. I can spend this money. It can be really, but my client Mm. base doesn't care about a billboard. Just the fact that you've thought critically about the process of making a billboard, how it works, what to do, enables you to go, that's not for me. And the same with podcasting. One of the differences with podcasting is how integrated that they're becoming into the web now. Google and Apple are now transcribing every podcast. It's turning the spoken word into text indexing that text and making it searchable. So the days of writing 500 words of SEO and putting them up in your blog every week to get relevance, meaningless. A conversation like this with certain keywords, hashtag keyword, hashtag podcast, you put that in the spoken word, it's indexed, it's in voice search optimization algorithms. The podcast is about podcasting. It's got the metadata, the hashtags, the the Tag images and, and, and boom, so when you go onto the web and say, Google, find me information on podcasting, yeah. the actual podcast conversation we're having yes. should come up as should the answer to that question. One. And then inside the, the show notes to the podcast is where you have your calls to action. Yes. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Yes. Get a here's quote. The links, here's make the, your own, listen yeah. to it, and so on. So I think you're absolutely right. Before you start anything out the starting blocks, understand what it is that you're doing. Why do you want to do this? Why is critical? You know, why are you doing this? So for me, I think I like the fact that podcasting is my own radio show. Yes. I can have my own radio show. Without uh, thanks, Dylan. Hold that thought. We're just going to a, a, a traffic <laughs> report in a town you're not yeah. in. So we'll come back from that traffic report. You've got three minutes. Make your point. Exactly. No, there's depth in podcasts. They yeah. can be minutes long. They can be hours long. They're, they're, they're as long as it takes to engage meaningfully and deeply in the content. Mm. There's no right length for a podcast, except if it starts getting repetitive, then it's too long. There's no niche too small for a podcast. Your tribe is there. The podcast you listen to, where did you stumble across them? Were most of them referred by other people who listen to podcasts? A lot of them are referred. People in a tribe. So you belong to multiple tribes. I belong to a tribe. People are saying, oh, you have to follow this guy. You have to listen to this. And they probably know you and they're probably right. Because this leads me to... The next question, which is, how do you find listeners and followers and how do you share your podcast? Now, I'm a digital marketer and a social media marketer, so I know my approach. But from your side, you created this asset, which is this epic podcast. You've put it out onto all of your different podcasting platforms. And then you sit back and you say, I have built yeah. it. They will come. Well, <laughs> let's, let's swap podcasting for printing. We spent weeks designing the perfect brochure. We've got the best photographer in. We've got the best pack shots. We've got awesome graphics. We've got glossy paper. It's beautiful. And we printed 10 million of them. And there they all are, our brochures. They're awesome. (laughs) This is a good analogy. Same with the podcast. You've got to get it out there. How do you get it out there? Well, how do you get brochures out there? If you're a traffic light 
kind of business, then yes. put people at traffic lights. If yes. you're an airport kind of business, put the brochures at the airport. Yes. You put your podcast out where your tribe is. Very good. But the interesting thing about them is, unlike a brochure where you give me one, mm. you give me a podcast, I can share it. You give me one, but it can go multiple places. So when yes. I identify people yes. in my tribe who would like that podcast, you share it. I share it. So, yeah, you can accelerate it by using your social media targeting. Absolutely, you should be using yes. Google AdWords in con- conjunction with the yes. podcast. You should be using social. Yes. So, yeah, if your tribe's on Reddit, on certain subreddits, you're going to seed your podcast into the subreddits. And, and use them in response to questions you're seeing in social. So you're, you belong to multiple Facebook groups. I was just thinking that. You, you belong to the, the Desperate Housewives yes. of Wisteria Lane <laughs> podcast, and they ask a question, and you go, oh, I've just had a podcast about that. I've just yes. had a conversation about it. You share you the conversation in. in there. I was thinking exactly that. So there's a strategy that you find a group or a tribe, a small tribe of people, and you create content for them. Authenticity is really, really important. Mm. You you can't fake can't being yourself for, for a whole a season. Yes. You've just got to be yourself. Yes. And the people who bail after episode three, four say, I just can't put up with Dylan's style yes. or her voice or Inane, whatever. They're not chattering. your tribe. They're, Correct. If they're not your tribe, exactly. then you Haters don't want to hate. Yeah. And, and if your tribe is 712 people, so you beautiful. own that tribe. Yes. You don't need 10,000 people. So let's talk about vanity metrics very quickly. Vanity metrics are your views, your listens, your, you know, I think, I think exactly right. We chase the big vanity metrics when we don't look at the quality metrics, which is who are my hyper-engaged audience? Yeah. And even if it's just 712, those are the people that love you, brand ambassadors, and your are going to share your content, create content yeah. for them, listen to them. Your challenge should be how many people are in this tribe in the whole planet? Because yeah. we're not geographically bound. Yeah. If the whole planet target audience for this tribe is a thousand people and you're on yeah. 712 you're 70 percent of the way to yeah. having the meaningful Market engagement domination. with that very micro micro niche uh, so it's more about what percentage of your total tribe have you managed to reach so far so we're coming back again to niching understanding who you are and sometimes i find like as an older and wiser person <laughs> being older and wiser helps because in my like early 20s i was an absolute generalist i didn't know Anything specific okay. about anything. I'm, an, I'm, I'm, a fan of of, I'm a fan of being a generalist early on. Yes. Uh, so know. part of my journey has been to just go through my journey and walk this path that's been divinely laid out for me. And it's led me to being more niche. So I feel young people might have put this pressure on themselves that they should niche or they should know what they're about. But they're still so, you know, no. on, just starting their journeys. And <laughs> they're in grade nine when they choose subjects. They don't know what they're doing next weekend. And now you want them to tell us. Stay with that analogy on the, on the subject choices and draw a parallel between that. At the end of grade nine, and you have to choose, it's really more important to say, what is my first degree going to be in? What's yeah. my first specialization going to be in? Yeah. Same with this. Do broadly. Do all the experimenting. If you like social sciences, go into that. If you like yeah. media, go into media. Yeah. And after you've been there for a little while, go, wow, I love audio. Wow, I love video. Yeah. And follow that down its rabbit hole. But exactly. So I have found in my career, my path has been all over the show. And all of it clicks together at a certain point. When you get a little bit older, it all goes click. And you realize, this is why I had to do this and drop out of that. And then study this. It's like that epic article or that speech. At Steve Jobs. Steve at the, Jobs yeah, at the calligraphy. And the, yeah. 
you know, you can only join the dots looking backwards, but while you're in it and in the chaos of living your life and walking this journey, none of it makes sense. So just get on with it, get cracking, and at some point you'll start, it'll all start to like dovetail. Yeah, you get a little bit more uh, patient, you get a little bit uh, wiser with hindsight. Yeah. Where the podcasting fits in, it's, it's integral. You can't be in a business now not producing audio content. Yeah. Whether you call it a podcast, whether you call it interviews, audio clips on your website, no matter what you call them, you need to be producing audio-based content yeah. now, not next yeah. week, next month. Now, it's really, really important. Yeah. That's what's driving That's the algorithms the right now. Uh, and so, like, some of the applications for our companies and for our clients is we're coming up with podcasting strategies for their staff. Absolutely. We're coming up with podcasting strategies for their exec and CEOs so that they can share the vision and the values. The staff can listen to it and, and just be always on, always plugged into what's new, what's going on. Instead of having to call everyone together and standing up on a podium and or doing some boring interview style, it's a lot more dynamic. You go back 20, 30 years before the internet uh, really exploded. If you wanted to listen to a radio show, you were both geographically and time bound. Yes. You had to be in Johannesburg at 7 o'clock to yeah. hear this content. And yeah. then it went away. It was ephemeral. It's yeah. gone. Yeah. Once we started streaming, we could be anywhere we wanted, yeah. but we're still time-bound. Yeah. We had to be somewhere in the planet at South African time, 7 o'clock, to yeah. consume that content. Yeah. Once we got onto what was originally called audio blogging, which yes. became podcasting, yeah. you were suddenly freed both of time and geographical constraints. Yeah. You can listen to what you want, when you want. When you want. That's a paradigm shift. Mm. However... People are still thinking radio. Mm. They're still making podcasts sound like radio shows. Yeah. Hi, it's the top of the hour. Which hour? You don't know when I'm listening to it. Hi, yeah. welcome to Sunny Joburg. I'm listening in winter in yeah. Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you've got to lose the time. You've got to lose the place and yeah. focus on, Make it global. on the content. And you can go deep. We're not yeah. interrupted by traffic. We're not interrupted by weather. We're not by interrupted ads. by sports or yes. ads. Yes. Deep, meaningful conversation. And so what I like about podcast assets is that my team, you're going to see, are going to dive into this talk and they're going to pull these nuggets of wisdom out and they're going to make a little snippet of it and they're going to break it up into small little pieces and they're going to seed it out there. So you've got this big long form piece of content, which is this big epic show, but then you also use it and break it up into smaller little bite-sized pieces. So, and, and that can just go up on your website. So we write a blog about this post, we embed the audio track into it, yes. plus we embed some of the video into it because some people like to listen, some people like to watch, some people like to read. So you can't discount any mode of consumption, digital consumption. You write the blog, you put it up there, it's fresh content, it's great for your web SEO, you've got your podcasting SEO that's happening, video now, SEO All of those happening. things take time and work. Yes. So anybody who thinks they're going to do all that on their own... Yes, is, in an hour. It, is, it takes a, it's possible, a long time. But I don't think it's good yeah. usage of your time to, yeah. to, to do that yourself. That's what you do. That's, That's what your business does. That's why we companies does. because you can create your own social media content by yourself, but you're also running your own business and do you actually have time? Or you're running a full-blown marketing department in meetings all day long. When are you going to actually do the work? So do you want to be exactly sitting editing video when it's the do message you know how long in the it video? Takes to edit video? <laughs> I tried the other day. I opened GarageBand. And I took my sister's wedding videos and I was like dragging them in and trying to work out how this thing. And before I called myself, it was like three hours and I hadn't done anything. I was like, uh-uh, no ways. This is way too so, time consuming. So you can do it. Yeah. It doesn't mean you should do it. Exactly. So for X hundred rand, X thousand rand, you go to yeah. somebody and say, 
Here's all the footage of the wedding. Yeah. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's the music I'm thinking. Go away, make it happen. Come yeah. back, give me the... And I mean, you can go to Fiverr. You can get somebody for like, you know, $25. Same with it. podcasts. There's, yeah. It, it doesn't have to be a, it a highly have to crafted... It the bank. Yeah. It has to be part of, of a strategy. Yeah. Otherwise, your episodes bounce all over the place and we yeah. say, what's the coherent message? What's the... So do you offer a service where you'll meet with somebody for once of just a podcasting strategy service? Or do you want to bundle that all in when they come for like a package offering? Just there is no way to make a podcast without having a strategy. I won't, I won't work with people who come and say, I just want to make a podcast. Off the cuff. If they want to do that, please help yourself. There's a studio. You can mm. rent the studio, record, take it away, edit. No mm. problem. I understand there's yeah. the space for that. But if they come along and say, we want your help to make a podcast, let's record tomorrow, there's almost no way that's going to happen. Yeah. Why? What's the purpose? What's the two-year plan? What does yes. this look like two years yes. from now when we look back and say, yes. wow, podcasting was the best investment I ever made. Why yeah. are you saying that? What yeah. happened? Yeah. Now we have to plan episodes, plan interviews, mm. plan release dates mm. around making sure that that happens. Mm. Otherwise, it's just vanity. It's just Farting a hobby. in the wind. Yeah. It's okay podcasting is a hobby. Mm. It's okay to want to be the next Joe Rogan. Mm. I see it more as part of a strategy. It's part of a business mm. plan. Mm. Same as printing. Same mm. as blogging. Yeah. You don't just go, well, there's a new color printer out. I need one for my business. Yeah. Do you do any printing? Do you hand printed yeah. material to your customers? Yeah. Then maybe you should consider yeah. color printing. It doesn't mean you have to own a litho press. I just have one burning question. You did touch on it lightly before. So the length of a podcast. So what's the shortest podcast that you've ever listened to? There is one where they release a word a day. The podcast is as long as it takes to say the word. Today's <laughs> word is Thursday. Podcast is over. <laughs> no. And that's it. You're joking. <laughs> no, it's true. And does uh, it form a whole sentence? No. Just the word. The, the episode is the word. Whatever oh, the word no, is. That's, that's ridiculous. A, so that's your extreme. On the other side, you get Sam Harris and Dan Carling who do... Dan Colling, some of his hardcore history episodes are six hours long. Whoa. And they're part of a, a three, four, five-part series. So Whoa. it can be 30 hours before you finish listening to that. Do you get a certificate at the end? <laughs> and at the end of it, you go, oh, wait, where's the next one? Give me more. It's wow. so engaged. The correct length for a podcast is... The correct length. Don't patronize your audience. Mm. Don't worry about, oh, my God, this is too long for my audience. If your tribe is 712 people, they yeah. get you. Yeah, yeah. They, they get that they you're going to go deep on this thing for two hours yeah. and they're going to go with you. They want the granularity. They don't want to be patronized. They don't want you to tell them what an acronym means. They're yeah. your tribe. They know it. Yeah. And yeah. if they don't, they're new to your tribe. If they don't know, then you probably don't know either. They'll go and Google it. They'll find <laughs> the acronym. You don't, don't patronize them. Be yourself. Be authentic. Yeah. Be sincere. That's that sincerity in a conversation. Yeah, I think the for me a big buzzword, and we're going to wrap up with this, is authenticity. So it's something I've been banging on. Authenticity leads to trust. Authenticity comes from human beings. It doesn't come from brands. It comes from individuals inside of brands. And it comes from your followers. It comes from your tribe. So user-generated content. I think everybody is tired of fake. Everybody is tired of overproduced. Everybody is tired of oversell. I hope you have enjoyed this first episode of season three at the hashtag Ask DK show. And I really want to thank you, Gavin. You've been amazing. Thank you. Thanks for joining us in the studios. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for the show. I really hope you enjoyed it. Please pop me an email if you are looking for some consulting or if you just want to chat. It's dylan at shift1.ca.za. You can check out my website, shift1.ca.za. We're a full-service digital marketing agency. You can go to dylankolstadt.com and check out my consulting services. Or please visit digitalmarketingacademy.ca.za and look at our upcoming courses. We can train you in hashtag being great.